0: Welcome to the AG Future podcast presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the future of farming, food and nutrition. There are many interesting innovations, trends and developments happening in the world of crop science and joining us for an update is Dr. Stephen Borst, general manager of Alltech's crop Science Division. Thanks for joining us, Stephen. Oh well, thank you very much for having me. And let's begin with something everybody likes to talk about the weather. Uh, Weather-wise, 2017 was devastating for a lot of the world. Are we going to continue to see a
1: lingering impact on crop producers in 2018? Well, I would say for for weather, I, uh, for weather across the globe, if we look at it from a global perspective, I I would say we'd have to pick out a couple areas or a couple climates, particularly. Yes, we saw major shifts and um, some major extremes with regards to tropical storms, tro- tropical depressions, um, experiencing drought. I, I believe I saw in the uh, uh, in the news the other day that. Uh, uh, Cape Town, South Africa, and interesting enough, we we conduct business there as well, is going to run out of water. It's the first major city to run out of water uh, this upcoming March is what their D-Day, so to speak, is is projected to be. Um, and so uh, seeing those major climate, major impacted areas, absolutely, that will resonate into other cropping systems. But I think there's also a positive, positive outlook to with regard to what we've seen in other areas, for for example, particularly here in Kentucky, we had a we had a very good cropping cropping weather cycle pattern. Um, we've seen we've seen some very good um, harvest yields with regards to specific crops in, in specific areas. Um, in those impacted areas, particularly if we're talking about California, if we're particularly talking about Florida, yes, there will be some carryover. Um, picking Florida just in general, we are go, we're going to see that hurricane that has come up through there. We're going to see its impact and we're going to see that impact quite possibly all the way through the chain with regards to orange juice um, and what that cost is going to be to the consumer because of the impact that that hurricane had on citrus yields. Uh, so I'd say, Tom, from from our perspective or, or from, from our overall outlook, depending upon where specifically we would be, we would be looking, we'd be treating those individually a little bit different. Um, but there's nobody that's, there's nobody I would say that's more prepared than a farmer for, for what's going to, what's going to occur. They're going to prepare for the worst, Mm -hmm. hope for the best. Um, and I would say for, for 2018, that's, that's exactly how we have to handle it. You have to handle it each year that way. Um, so, Carryover from what we produced last year, but the hope for this year that this year it's going to be the year that we have a perf- perfect weather pattern. It's tough to predict the weather, as we all know, but uh, it's it, there is going to be carryover in particular particular regions and, and, and areas that we've we've worked in. But very hopeful for 2018. Very hopeful.
0: Well, let's go back and focus on Florida for a moment. I think we're referring to Hurricane Irma. Yes, Hurricane Irma, which rolled right up the peninsula. And it hit at a time when Florida citrus was already undergoing a disaster. Yes. Uh, greening, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And you're engaged in some way with uh, finding, with mitigating that issue. Can you talk about that a bit?
1: Sure. Uh, citrus greening, and, and we'll take it in two parts, citrus greening uh, caused by the Asian citrus psyllid, uh, Libobacter, is the bacteria that is injected through the vector of the of the psyllid. The psyllid itself is a vector. um, has been impacting Florida citrus since it was first identified, I believe, in 2004-2005. Um, that, that disease um, has yet to have a specific cure identified uh, for it. Uh, it's one of the areas that is I would say I wait to see it on the nightly news quite often, but it's it's just kind of one of those areas that you don't see that probably we should see or we should hear a lot of. A lot of us eat and drink specifically citrus or orange juice, but uh, from from an all tech perspective, we are we are focused on the growers down there. One of the longest standing areas that we have worked in from a crop science perspective has been the state of Florida, and it has been providing them our solutions to increase their yields, increase productivity, um, to increase their quality. And we've been witness to what those declines have been, particularly with regards to um, the yields that we see there. One of our Florida salesmen happens to be a citrus grower himself. Um, And so that impact is... Directly, it hits home, particularly when we see these customers that are longstanding, long standing, long, long standing customers and very appreciative of their, their long term commitment to Alltech. But with regards to the greening problem, we are continuing as a collective group, whether that's the government agency and private companies such as ourselves, uh, looking to try to come up with a solution for these farmers and for these citrus growers. To date, we don't have the silver bullet uh, to, to combat this disease. The Bacter bacteria is currently unculturable. We can't culture the bacteria, so therefore we can't work on areas to try to essentially get rid of it or mitigate it. Mitigation through proper nutrition and technology, such as what we're offering, is one of the areas that we're focused on. And that ties into some of our research that we're doing, the nutrigenomic research that we conduct at Alltech, looking at providing our technologies and solutions to the crop and seeing how that impacts the plant metabolically. Um, I mean, we have seen some very favorable results actually this upcoming year with looking at it as a way to help the plant defend itself. So that's been an area that's been a big focus for us from a research perspective. I just happened to come back from there. I was down in Florida last week. Uh, with one of our close customers, their their grower meetings, and, and going through this. And our researchers sharing exactly what we're trying to do and, and, and trying to come up with a solution there. So, Tom, it's it's a big area of focus for us. And that stems from Dr. Lyons essentially challenging us to come up with a solution. He, uh, regardless of what that challenge is, he's always trying to come up with a solution or a, or, or a recipe for, for us to, to provide to our our, our customers. So, been a challenge. We're still ongoing with that, seeing some very positive results with our technologies incorporated into that, um, but continuing to work. Back to your question on Irma, what has happened is we have a serious disease impact down there, um, and that has really impacted the citrus industry. Um, I had heard last week that actually prior to Irma, the citrus production was actually going to be above what it was the previous year, would have been the first time since the identification of uh, citrus greening. And what, what happened was is they were impacted by a hurricane, Hurricane Irma, um, and they've lost in some areas greater than 50, 75 percent of their crop. And and so that's, that's one of those areas where we were talking about seeing a residual impact that's going to be very detrimental. Um, there's a a lot of work going into it from the, I would say, from the, from the government aspect, too, on, on packages being offered and put together to combat that from a financial loss perspective. So it's an area that we're really monitoring and really hoping that 2018 is the turnaround for us and we can kind of come up with something a little bit more so that our, our producers can get, get through this tough time.
0: Well, even taking into account uh, the challenges that uh, weather brought on last year, the Department of Agriculture says that farmers have harvested record crops, soybeans, peanuts, canola, rapeseed, hops. As a global leader in crop technologies, what other causes for optimism are you seeing in the U.S. and around the world for that matter? Uh,
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I would say it's – again those extremes and specific areas that that will impact us there overall though was a very good year um, with 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 regard to cropping systems um, I would say from from our standpoint from a technology input it's very exciting for us to see that because I a lot of the technologies and a lot of the groups that we work work with the, with the advancement in technology and that's not just to say technologies from crop inputs but through technology, whether it's computer systems, digital mapping, those advancements are really helping the farmer provide. Well, providing the farmer the opportunity to make very calculated decisions. A farmer is a, is probably the world's greatest scientist, and they're always continuing to pick um, and identify areas that they can get one more bushel, uh, get get one more orange. Um, increased production, just just one-tenth, one-hundredth of a percent that they were the, the previous year. And so technologies and advancements in technologies has really permitted those farmers to play around a little bit more, play around, actually, I would say a lot more, and coming up with solutions specifically tailored to identifying challenges and individual challenges that they're looking at. If we go back to citrus greening, that's an area where they're continuing to 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 play and pick specifically, okay. How can I even with this disease increase the opportunity for for us to increase quality or yield? Um, and so they're continuing to pick and play with programs, with technology, work with different companies and different organizations in in order to do that. So I would say from our perspective, it's exciting because. When you see that openness to try new things, it permits us the opportunity to provide new things. And if we can provide new tools um, and the the farmer has a more willingness to try those new technologies or open up to those new tools, we're better able to help them, we're better able to assist them with with those challenges. So the more, the larger, and the greater the crop is for the previous year, doesn't hold anything back. There's no complacency with regard to farming. It's always, how do I increase? How do I get better? So because we have a record year this year, doesn't mean that we're not going to try even harder next year. So very exciting for us.
0: Many parts of the world are enjoying an era of economic growth at the moment. would you say the biological crop industry is
1: benefiting? Yes, I. I there, th- there is a benefit to the biological arena. Um, we attend a global conference. I attended the first first world biostimulant conference in um, in Paris, France, when I first joined Altec. Well, it's been five years ago, almost six years ago, and we just. We just had the third this past year here in the United States, actually, and they've seen quite possibly one, two, three, fourfold with regards to attendees um, and, and and other companies and, and and other groups engaged in this arena. There is no question that the forefront of, from an agriculture perspective, this this new market is a is the forefront of where we're going to be in the future. Providing a a technology to help stimulate the plant to do what it needs to do is looking at it from a more holistic perspective, and it's an area that's really on the radar with regards to a lot of the major companies. Um, The big six, now I believe the big four, which the major chemical companies uh, that that dominate agriculture are also engaged in the shift, engaged in acquisitions and advancement in those technologies. and it's exciting to see the arena blossom so to speak and 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 see other other companies engaged in that obviously from a competitive standpoint it, it causes all of and I'll say us in that arena to be more competitive to to advance our technology and advance our growth of what we're trying to do for the farmer and I would say that competition breeds you know more more success so to speak so excited about that and and I think it doesn't hurt that from a economical standpoint that customers farmers have a greater ability to try out and to to experiment with those new things and new technologies.
0: Well, let's talk about biostimulants uh, for for a moment um for those who are not aware of what they are, if you could explain what they are and also how they're used in crop development and sure. efficiency.
1: <clears throat> um this is a term that's been batted around a little bit and it's being batted around I'd say by regulatory bodies um, easiest answer is it is a technology that stimulates a biological process biostimulant and that can be misconstrued to some extent because a lot of a lot of synthetic chemistries if you would say a glyphosate or a roundup so to speak are developed to stimulate a response that response just happens to be maybe desiccation or or death um, growth regulators designed to stimulate a Response. I think what the main difference would be is, is it's taking technologies, it's taking hormones, it's taking plant metabolites um, or metabolites and other, we'll say, naturally occurring items, and then using those to stimulate a response that the plant might already naturally be doing. So if I could use a specific example, if you incorporate a technology, um, when we incorporate a technology like one of our biostimulants and we apply that technology to stimulate that plant to defend itself against a, an impending attack, what we're doing is, is we're essentially priming that plant and priming it to be prepared in order for that attack so that it can then mitigate it. I think a, a, an easy analogy would be taking a vitamin C tablet to, to try to keep yourself from getting sick. Um we take that a little bit further and obviously with the research that we're the research capabilities that we have at, at Alltech, we, we take that further and evaluate that from a metabolic perspective and look at it and see, okay, when you apply X, for example, this is what you see Y. But having those technologies, and we've developed those technologies from a long, a long-standing of research and, and innovation from from our side, from a fermentation perspective, and even from a disease perspective, we have technologies that we've tailored identifying specifically when a plant sees a disease. Why does that plant then um, senesce, kill off a cell, so to speak? We apply that same technology to prime that plant or identify specifically what that um, hormone is, identify it, apply it, and then prime that plant. So if I could come back to your original question, what is a biostimulant? It, it is a technology or it is a, a technology that's, I would say, naturally derived or more from nature that's used to stimulate a plant response. And again, back to it's more of a, more of a holistic look or more of a holistic approach to that side of the business.
0: And are there any particular regions of the world where this is catching on more than others?
1: Yes, uh, our, uh, Brazil, Latin America is a big area that's that's really caught on. And and I'll come back to I would say the regulatory frameworks and bodies. A lot of countries, Spain, for example, have bio stimulant regulations that are tailored around specifically what we're what you're trying to achieve. So, regulatory frameworks can be. A hindrance in some aspect, but they can be a guidance in others. And I would say we've been a little bit behind on that in, in some of the some of the countries, and I, and I'll throw U.S. in that arena for specific purposes. But um, we're developing and working with those frameworks right now to make sure that they're they we have the ability and 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 they're managed. I, I mean, one of the concerns and might surprise you coming from an industry. One of the one of the regulate if we have a a, a laid out regulation it's easy for us then to okay adhere and make sure that we're providing a technology that you know that should be provided to the customer um obviously regulations are there to protect the consumer and so we want to ensure it, it provides i would say maybe companies that aren't don't have quite the ability to to take advantage of that so it's it's an area that i would say particularly in Latin America. Um, Europe is recently, it's going to have new regulations that are coming here in this upcoming year, permits them to take on that industry and, and allow us to then tailor our technology specifically to that regulation. But I would say to really indicate the, the, the early adopters, it would, have, it would have been probably Brazil. Uh, it's one of our most successful markets um, that we work in, uh, Latin America and, and some, of the, some of the European-specific countries.
0: Some of the experts we hear from are now predicting that the global biopesticide market is going to double within the next five years. What
1: are biopesticides and, and what's driving that growth? Sure. I That from a biopesticide, so we'll switch gears here and go from biostimulant where we're not talking about a technology that's essentially put on to kill or adhere a fungicide. We're, we're stimulating a plant. A bio a biopesticide is of, I would say, a natural origin, a biological origin. Could be a bacteria, could be a fungus, could also be a material that is harvested from one of those specific um, examples, but it is targeted specifically to the pests. So, that arena has really blossomed and it, it is a part of the biological biostimulant arena. Um, it has blossomed, I would say, with the competition that I was speaking about earlier. Um, also, this has all, I would say, come from the demand from the consumer um, to mitigate you know, uh, pesticide use, specific synthetic pesticide use to mitigate what's going on to that crop, what's going on, what's going into that system. And I would say a big driver, big driver of that is the consumer. Um, but it's also stems from a lot of the major players in the agricultural chemical industry getting involved and, and specifically making acquisitions or, or adhering to that call from the consumer and, and driving the business. Uh, we as All Tech, I mean, we're really excited about that because, and, and we, have, we have technologies that work, we're working on right now currently where if for specifically biofungicide applications, it's a longer framework with regard to the regulation, but uh, it's, it's an area that's a definite focus, particularly for, for the future of agriculture. Um, and it's an area where we're going to go to, it's just going to continue to increase and continue to blossom with, with regards to the, the economical impact. And, and I would say the consumer especially with social media and with technology that we have today and everything at our fingertips wants to know exactly what's going into that piece of lettuce or that strawberry that goes on my plate. So it's just going to continue to grow from that, from that aspect.
0: There was some press last year about the Cavendish banana being in trouble. Uh, and I know that Altec has a project underway in Costa Rica. I'm not sure if that involves the Cavendish uh does it I don't well
1: think. it i i the cavendish banana specifically it's a monoculture and the concern there is um panama disease actually now mm. i will say from that standpoint the, the cavendish banana is the banana we know we're a part of a research and innovation in the banana uh, in costa rica in the banana production area down there um the challenge is, is that they're they're experiencing similar to the citrus industry a disease that's that's impacting them um, that there's not an answer for right now either. With that regard, we're continuing to work in one of the areas that we're working on, a similar disease that impacts production, Black Sigatoka, in Costa Rica. Another project specifically tailored to coming up with a solution and coming up with solutions that um, that have been asked by by our owner, Dr. Lyons, uh, specifically and, and, and from our customers, um, help us to combat some of these challenges. Um, we do work in the Philippines as well, and it's an area we're trying to expand in where they're seeing this disease that you were referencing there from the Cavendish side. Um, so we're continuing to look at ways that we can mitigate um, and, if possible, come up with a silver bullet through the research programs that we have going on there. Um, but that is the banana, and specifically in Costa Rica, the banana production and the work we're doing down there has been a big, big focus for the Alltech Crop Science Research program. Um, and it's been, a, it's been a, an area where we're really helping producers or trying to help the producers not only combat a disease but um, mitigate the chemical use that they have within, within a banana production uh, portfolio.
0: What other developments and trends in uh, crop science and farming appear to be especially promising right now?
1: I would say the digital. We, we, we couldn't not identify the digital aspect. Um, precision farming... The ability for tractors to specifically pinpoint how much individual plants need of a nutrient application, disease identification platforms where we're able to, and I, we were looking, we were looking the other day at being able to identify a disease before it's even there, so to speak. Um, I, I would say the digital area, and and I'm saying digital computer technology side is is an area that's. That's really continually compounded over the years. Precision farming in general, the technology where we're identifying, okay, X amount of nutrient for X amount of plant is just, to be honest with you, it's mind-boggling to me. Um, but if you can treat individual specific, if you can go to a, a cornfield and individually treat a corn plant um because of again it's soil it's it's a it's its own microclimate within around that within around its roots I mean that's 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 the way that you're going to continue to grow yields and, and production so I would say one area to keep an eye out on is particularly that I would say on the regulation side too you're going to see a lot of different types of regulations I think you're going to see a lot of different chemistries that were very comfortable with and 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 have proven to be effective, kind of go the way, go away um, just through regulations. I think that's another area specifically. and and we as a we as a company have to make sure that we're ahead of that, being able to come up with new technologies, being able to come up with with new solutions for when the farmer's going to need a replacement for a lot of those. So I would say, New chemistries, new technologies, new technologies from from that arena, and, and technology in general from a, from a computer aspect and and, and precision agriculture, um, water. That's another that's another that's another area that we need to be looking out for. As I referenced in the beginning, uh, we have a major city that's gonna it's first major city is gonna run out of water. Water use efficiency. How do we use water more effectively? And can we provide technologies that can better enable that water use efficiency? Um, and that's, that's an area that's, that's going to be a very, very important, important area specifically for us to focus and something, an area that we need to be continuing to watch on because that's, that's one area that, um, you know, if we run out of water and I I can't imagine, I mean, it's, 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 it's not, it's not imaginable to me. And I saw that news clip and it was, just, I was blown away by it. But if you don't have that ability then we we lose a lot of the ability for the farmer to do what he needs to do. So that's probably an area to really focus on.
0: One technology that you mentioned uh, uh, early in in your response that really caught my ear is the ability through digital technology, I assume, to anticipate disease.
1: What is that? Well, so (laughs) actually, I... The ability to identify a pathogen before it becomes a problem or nuisance to the crop. So a lot of diseases that we experience in cropping systems are there. When they become a pathogen depends upon its growth cycle and where it's at. So being able to identify, okay, I have a presence of a rhizoctonia, for example. I have a presence of this disease that causes a specific problem for me. If I know that it's there, and I know the uh, the best way to mitigate that turning into a a, a negative pathogen or a, a pathogen that's going to impact my crop yields, um, that's kind of what I was referencing there. And, and technology is being able to look at. Um, specifically, um, DNA, RNA, or taking a soil sample and identifying specifically what's there and, and, and what groups of pathogens are prevalent provides or could provide the opportunity for you to take care of a challenge before it even arises. And so that's that's one of the areas that identifying specifically what's going on and what's in the soil Um We know, I believe the statistic is we know about 2% of of what's there. We have the other 98% to identify with regards to the the microbiome perspective. But more advancement in that arena and being able to identify why this pathogen and when we should be concerned with a pathogen being present um, is an area for for a lot of focus, and a lot of research with with, with, uh, universities across the globe.
0: Another challenge that's been identified by the Alltech annual harvest survey past couple of years: mycotoxins uh, detected in silage. Um,
1: what is going on in that
0: area? What sort of research do you have
1: underway? Sure, I, I, um, from mycotoxin management. I mean, Alltech in general are uh, are. Programs that we have in place um, are very successful. Very successful programs being able to mitigate that from a harvested perspective. And one of the areas that we're looking at on a crop science is how do we mitigate that on the front end? There is a healthy plant is better able to withstand a disease impact. So. One area is from a crop science perspective that, that dovetails off of what the what the animal side of the business is doing is we're looking and working and, and trying to identify specifically how our programs can mitigate that mycotoxin production from the start. As I mentioned, a healthy plant is better able to withstand disease. So Tailoring our nutrition programs and, and tailoring our bio biological biostimulant programs to that specific crop to identify, okay, how can we promote a more healthy, nutritious plant in turn reducing or seeing a reduction on the mycotoxin side is, is one of the areas that, that we're focusing on. One of, uh, I mean, from an, from an Alltech perspective, the success has been on 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 after post harvest and being able to mitigate those. And so I'd say what's going on now is how we as one Alltech bridge all of those facets. So looking at it from essentially from from the seed to to the silage. Uh, so that's one area that we've been working closely on, colleague wise, with with the animal side to to look at that and, and see what we can come up with.
0: And speaking of the animal size, we've been focused mostly on the the plant and the crop side. Uh, The majority of businesses in the Alltech family of companies is uh, engaged in animal health and nutrition. Does your work within crop sciences have an impact on animal health and nutrition?
1: It's an interesting question from the standpoint of before I joined Alltech, thinking if I looked at, for example, alfalfa or I looked at corn silage, I looked at quality from an agriculture, from, a, from an agronomic standpoint. I looked at quality and I looked at yield. Uh, one unique area, and, I, and it's, an, it's an area that we've continued to build upon, is and, and when I joined Alltech, is when we look at alfalfa, we look at it from a milk per acre perspective. And that's an interesting dynamic, and if it wasn't for being a part – an agronomic company being a part of an animal company to look at it from, from a different paradigm, we're able to tailor and we're, we're, we're building programs to provide a more efficient feed through the agronomic sector. So it's, a, it's an area that we have focused and, and tailored a lot of research towards. We've looked at it um, from milk production, from a milk, from a dairy production standpoint. When we incorporate our technologies to alfalfa grown for 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 silage or for milk production, how we increase it by the management program in the field, and I think it makes complete sense when you think of it and you hear it for the first time. Well, that makes complete sense. Okay, I see more milk by that cow eating better silage. It's just being able to go and talk to the animal scientist from a crop scientist perspective and work together on, okay, this is what we can add from a benefit from a feed, but how do we increase that quality from the crop side or when that crop is in the field? And so I guess the the short answer is yes. I We have developed um, nutritional programs or, or biological programs to Increase that milk production to increase that quality of of haylage silage. Um, so it's a it's an area that I think is is fascinating just to be a part of because coming from the agronomic sector I never would have thought on the animal side and and I would say arguably it's probably the same way. Usually you stay within the lines with regards to what you're what you're working on and there's some overlap but again you you just don't think of it and it's I would say a lot of the great ideas that. We have on 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 the crop science animal side have come from the animal side and us looking at it and working together as a as a one as one company there. So that's it's been a big it's been a big success area for us. I will say also having the ability and through some of the the recent acquisitions made by Alltech and and the growth of our our animal feed business, being able to provide an all encompassing toolbox for our customer, being able to go to uh, a farm and deliver not just feed, but to deliver crop inputs for that animal or for that farmer. I mean, the majority of farmers are not just growing corn and they're not just raising pigs or, 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 or working just from a, a, a dairy perspective. They're, they're encompassing a lot of the facets. So we as a company can join and, and group those as well. So it provides us a, 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 an all-encompassing toolbox to deliver. So the more the more we can deliver the more value it, it's for for the farmer and 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 for the consumer. So it's a, it's an, it's a neat area to be to be a part of and I'd say it's it's nice to be a part of Alltech to be able to do that.
0: Well Steve anything that we haven't touched on here that you'd like to mention?
1: Um it's I would say from from a crop science perspective it's been interesting to see the growth and you reference the market. I think the over the next five years is going to be a an exciting time for for not just all tech or all tech crop science, but for the entire arena. As I mentioned to you, with regulation changes, with technologies that are being cycled through, with uh, acquisitions, with 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 the development of technology, agriculture is an exciting. I mean, it's it's continuing to evolve, and and I would say that. From an all tech crop science perspective, we're really excited to see, you know, where this goes. Um, our job, from a company perspective, is to try to stay ahead of that and 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 try to uh, estimate where we see uh, turns or dips in the road, and 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 try to combat whether it's a disease that we're focusing on, or try to try to be ahead of that. And so it's it's going to be exciting to see what what comes out and what we have coming out, and and seeing a lot of our, our projects come to fruition here in the, in the next couple of years. So exciting time for agriculture, uh, exciting time for for tech. So really, really looking forward to for, really look forward to the new year, the next five to come.
0: Dr. Stephen Voorhis, General Manager of Alltech's Crop Science Division. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. For show notes and more episodes, visit
1: alltech.com forward slash agfuture. Exciting time for agriculture, uh, exciting time for, for all tech. So really, really looking forward to for, really look forward to the new year, the
0: next five to come. Dr. Stephen Voors, General Manager of Alltech's Crop Science Division, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. For show notes and more episodes, visit AllTech.com forward slash Ag Future.